Hello, just before we start this week's episode of Enough, just to let you know, this is the first of a two-part mini-series where we talk about coffee. Um, We're joined by some fantastic guests, three fantastic guests, in fact, for these two shows. Um, So just to let you know, they are recorded over Skype, which is different for us as we usually record locally. So where the quality is still good, it's not up to the usual standards of Enough, and that will be resumed as soon as these two-part episodes are done. Please enjoy, and we'd love to hear your feedback. So, Pat, this is a, uh, a, a two-part episode. Uh, where we discuss coffee with a bunch of coffee nerds and geeks, and I get to just kind of sit back and learn a bunch of stuff. Exactly. It's so, going to be great. And we're going – I mean, coffee is one of them things where there's loads of processes and practices and equipment and ways that you can do it. And, and, and we, it's, it seems to be a geek's drink because of the amount of customization involved. <laughs> It can get real fiddly real fast. I mean, this is not like, uh, this isn't the sort of drink that is, say, a a, non-fiddly approved sort of thing. I mean, Mm. you can keep it simple, but, you know, I mean, you can seriously kind of get real real nerdy real quick with it. Now, me and you aren't necessarily coffee connoisseurs. We we enjoy coffee, but we're we're not that big guns, are we, Pat? Well, I mean, I, I guess my thing is, is that, I enjoy a well-made cup of coffee. I just often don't take the time to make that cup of coffee. <laughs> so we decided that we needed to bring in some heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you run through? Who who do we have with us? We have Mr. Brett Kelly. Woo! Hello, Brett. Uh, hello. <laughs> Mr. Chris, Mr. Chris Bowler. Hey, folks. And Mr. Sean Blanc. Hello. How you doing? Wow. I mean, th- th- this is this is pretty much like uh, you know the 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 Yankees starting lineup of uh, of coffee drinkers here. So I'm pretty I'm pretty chaz. I'm pretty excited. Handpicked. It's going to be awesome. So we're gonna there's sort of like four four sort of topics that we're going to run through over the next two episodes, um, which are each individual's coffee history, why they choose coffee, and um, will be this episode. And the next episode we'll be discussing the coffee setups. Um, and their sort of brewing times and practices, what their processes are. Um, and we're going to throw over to each individual in a blind date style. <laughs> what? <laughs> I made that bit up. We're not doing it. <laughs> <blind. laughs> Sorry. For number one. Right, so <laughs> Brett, as number yeah. one, as coffee drinker number one. Would you like to discuss with us sort of how you came into coffee and why you choose coffee over any other drink? Not really. Okay, okay well, thank you. Um, uh, why I got into coffee? Well, I started drinking coffee when I was about, uh, I don't know, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first few times I tried it, I really, really hated it because it tasted like turpentine. Mostly because I was drinking like Taster's Choice or whatever crap my parents had in the house. They didn't drink coffee. Um but I started going to Starbucks and stuff and getting a bunch of extremely sweet milk and espresso-based drinks. And it sort of grew on me. And after a while, I just started drinking regular coffee. And around that time, I got a job working at uh, what is now, well, a coffee shop that no longer exists around here. Um, and I worked there for a year and a half. And over that time, I became very acquainted both with coffee that I liked and like the how to make it, the various ways you could make it and such like and since then i've um gotten into 
home roasting and more specialty type stuff. So you're really, and really into it big time now. You have no idea. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to find out about a lot of the gadgetry yeah. that you use later on. Oh, man. It's awesome. So, and uh, as far as why I don't drink yeah. other stuff, uh, actually, I do. Uh, I'm a big fan of energy drinks, and that's not a joke, um, even though they're horrible for you, and I totally admit that. Um, as far as tea, I do drink tea every now and again. Um, but the problem for me with tea is when tea comes off of the the boil, as you guys might say, uh, it's really, really freaking hot and hotter than coffee when it's first brewed, and at least in my experience. And it takes a really long time to cool off. And it's a much more active like brewing process as well, like the whole steeping with the you know, the dunking of the bag and you know, all the all the ceremony. So unless I'm gonna curl up with like Jane Eyre, I typically like something that I can sort of <laughs> set down, let it go, and then you know, come back when it's done. I'm not but sure she'll that, appreciate all that said, the tea. Uh, yeah, you know. But I do like tea. I don't I don't dislike the beverage necessarily, as long as it's not crap. Airplane. I don't abide crap, Mike. No, I, I know this of you. <laughs> Kelly Good. takes no crap. That's right. <laughs> Mr. Bowler, what about you, sir? Like, How did you uh, discover coffee? Um, I did write about this one time. It, I was not a coffee drinker. I came to coffee quite, quite late in life, I think around 30 or so. Um, again, I think I, I associated a lot with, with smoking because my parents always did the two in tandem when I was, was when I was a kid and uh, smoking always turned me off. So coffee was kind of lumped in there. But at some point I went on a, a bit of a cleanse and for this particular cleanse, uh, fermented um, beverages like tea, which goes through a fermentation process, were not allowed. So I was a, a fairly heavy tea drinker at the time, um, but black coffee was allowed. So I tried it. And uh, from then on, I think I was just pretty much hooked. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't have the coffee with any sugar or milk, so I was just drinking it black. And uh, once I powered down the first couple of cups and benefited from the resulting jolt, uh, I was hooked, and I've been drinking it ever since. So but, you choose coffee over all other, like all other types of drink now? No, no. I'm I'm pretty balanced. I do enjoy tea quite a bit. Um, I'm like Brett, I don't want to drink crap, so um, whether it's my tea or my coffee, I try to um, get a good source, something of good quality. But yeah, I really enjoy tea. I enjoy the process, uh, taking the time to, to make a good pot. And um, I so I usually, you know, every day would involve coffee in the mornings and probably tea in the afternoon. Oh, but coffee yeah. is your preferred? Or? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, just because it comes with a little more. A little more punch, a little more nitro. <laughs> For the sure. morning kick. Yep, I like those early mornings with the with the hot cup of coffee. Good times. What about mm -hmm. you, Sean? How did you come to coffee and then? Ah, uh, coffee. Yes. <laughs> um, the elixir of Blanc. I, I, uh, my dad. I, I grew up. Um, my dad is a big coffee fanatic. Uh, but what's funny is that I wasn't allowed to drink coffee until I was 16 years old because they were afraid it would stunt my growth, all the caffeine, which I guess worked out. Like I, you know, come from a pretty short family. I'm five foot eight and I'm the tallest one. So I guess it worked. So, uh, so not only did my, was my dad a big coffee fan, 
Um, but they did the opposite at Chris. My, my folks would brew tea in the morning and then my dad would usually brew uh, coffee in the evening after dinner. That sounds dangerous. Nice. <laughs> Nobody slept awesome. in Sean's house. <laughs> wow. And uh, so, so that plus not being allowed to drink coffee until I was 16, it was like, like a slingshot. And uh, as soon as I turned 16, I started um, drinking coffee, but then actually I didn't really like it. But I, I kind of forced myself to drink it because I felt like I'd been deprived for so long that I was going to like it whether I liked it or not. <laughs> the foo-foo drinks like a frappuccino or a latte or something like that. And then, uh, and then I, I uh, moved out to Kansas City and, and got a job where I was going in at 6 a.m. in the mornings. And so I started drinking coffee to help wake me up. And I would just brew it uh, just in the, the coffee pot. We would I had a friend who worked at Starbucks. So we would grind the beans up the night before, put them in the, the Mr. Coffee drip coffee maker, set the timer for 5.45 in the morning, and then wake up and there would be the, the hot cup of coffee ready to go. And uh, I started drinking that and kind of got – that's kind of how I got used to just regular brew your own coffee at home and then just slowly over time just started uh, – Acquiring a taste for regular coffee and then acquiring a taste for, for well brewed, regular coffee, and now it's kind of, it's kind of part of my day. So why do you can? I mean, do do you like the others? Do you have other beverages? Are you a tea fan also, or is it you know all coffee all the time? Yeah, my uh, my wife and I um, do have tea regularly. Usually now I tea in the evenings usually, so I'll have a cup of coffee in the morning. We've got a cupboard full. I actually have more tea than I do coffee at the house. Um, we have all sorts of different varieties of black and green and and uh, decaf and regular and all sorts of kinds, whereas I just have one can of coffee beans. So why is and that? And we drink tea. Why do you just I, I, have the one like so much selection of tea but not so much of coffee? Well, I don't. Th- I think tea lasts longer. Um, you can buy a, a bag, or or maybe it doesn't, and I just don't can't tell the difference between fresh tea and stale tea. I mean, we just buy the, the boxes from the grocery store. We don't have any kind of fancy loose leaf. Uh, I'm not quite as nerdy about drinking tea <sighs> as I am about coffee. Hmm. So, who, uh, who is that disapproving? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> <laughs> little tease. Little tease. Find yourself a good loose leaf retailer and, and get the good stuff. I, I'm a fan of Adagio, hmm. um, who Dave Kahlo mentioned to me before, and I'd used them for a while. Um, and I've had lots of fruit teas from them. And they do lots of interesting flavors as well. And they, they ship them sort of worldwide in, in, in these little canisters. Yeah, I definitely appreciate like a good loose leaf tea. And I enjoy the brewing process of tea. But I don't, it's not as, uh, I don't have as much energy for it as I do for, for brew- well, actually, I don't even have that much energy for brewing coffee as well. I just kind of figured out the easiest way to brew the best cup of coffee and that's what I do Mm. so now Mr. Roan we come to you you have to compete with these monsters (laughs) I'm I'm no competition you see because uh, as I I think I already stated uh, I I enjoy I enjoy a good cup of coffee Uh, in general with the kids, both my wife and I working for ourselves, and you know, thus you know, having any number of things, we're having to you know run Beatrix out the door to to daycare and now preschool, and 
everything else, we just kind of have the standard, uh, uh, the the much chagrined by this group's uh, drip coffee. Get the giant bag of coffee from from Costco, whatever the you know dark roast season is. Uh, and uh, you know, just let it sit open half the time. Uh, uh, grind it with a uh, you know standard you know cheap twenty dollar blade grinder, uh, and throw it into uh, you know a drip maker. Press the go button, and you know five minutes later we've got you know we've we've got coffee. Now that doesn't big- mean what. I was going to say a big hot pot of mediocrity. Yes, a big. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing starts your day like mediocrity. You know, <laughs> Pretty you know much. my grandmother. My grandmother used to brew like that, and she would put the pot on in the morning, and she would just leave it there all day and just drink the whole pot. Uh, yeah, yeah, through, yeah, through the whole day. And 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 we only we make enough for the one cup that we have. Uh, that we each have, along with a little bit extra. I generally only drink one cup. I'm I'm one of those people that's pretty heavily affected by caffeine, and so I have to be very careful not only with how much I drink, but when I drink it and that sort of thing. Um, uh, so usually she'll make enough so she can have a second cup in a uh, in a you know travel mug. Uh, but quite frankly, the travel mugs are more expensive than our coffee maker. No joke, and 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 I think just by my saying that, at least two of the coffee drinkers here I know know what travel mugs she she uses. <laughs> um, so yeah, I um, <clears throat> but I mean I really do enjoy when an ice pot is made, uh, and if I'm out and about, and it's like okay, I'm going to go have coffee with somebody. I'm I'm much more picky, strangely enough, about where we're going and the quality of the coffee there. Like I could care less if it's at home in the morning, but if I'm going to go out for coffee with somebody and pay for it, then it matters. I, I don't know why that why I have that disconnect in my mind, but we do. Maybe you just don't You're want to crazy. embarrass yourself in front of people by drinking bad coffee. That could be part of it. Uh, but I think, I, I don't know. I think the other part of it, too, is that it's, for me, it's almost like going out to eat a meal. I want to have a meal that is as good, if not better, you know, or I should say that if I'm going to go out and, and have, a, have a meal, then I want to have a meal that I, you know, feel is better than I would have at home or I couldn't easily make myself at home. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to have a nicer meal um, if I'm going to go out and I'm willing to spend the extra money that that might entail. And, I, and maybe I have that same approach to coffee. I'm going to have a better cup of coffee going out. Okay. You know, I would, than I would at home. Mm-hmm. I, I just imagine Patrick like inviting someone for coffee and then driving him to a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I will say Welcome that is the, the best St. Paul has to offer, buddy. I, Sorry, that but. is the other thing, and, and I'm sure we'll get into this in, later in the episode. But I will just say that I have two coffee places that I regularly go to 
that make incredibly excellent coffee. And one of them uh, has a clover machine, which we can talk about. Mm. We talk about equipment and stuff like that. But they got a clover before Starbucks bought the clover. And, and these are people who really, you know, they, they personally source their beans um, and, you know, and, and have the clover programmed for processing, you know, those things that they, that they particularly source. And the, the, I mean, every cup is, is, you know, like a travel journal. No, <laughs> you know, it's just fantastic. Now, so I think that probably, well, definitely of everyone, I have the worst coffee habits um, I'm sort of, as, as the other guys are saying, I'm sort of young into my coffee life and at the moment mainly consists of Starbucks drinks um, and this horrific instant coffee that I get made for me at work, like just powder and then add water, that sort of coffee. Um, I know it's horrible and it really, I mean, it's very nice that I get made it every morning, but it tastes it tastes just like water with powder in it. Um, but you know, it gives me the kick that I need in the morning sometimes. Um, so, and like one of the reasons that this episode is happening is because I want to, I wanted to um, extend and get some equipment and start doing my own stuff at home. So I was asking Brett and Sean for some advice um, in regards to what they could suggest. Um, and so after that, I thought, well, I need to share all this sort of stuff with the world because it was very good advice. So. Well, I mentioned about getting the kick that that coffee gives me because it does like it still gives me a caffeine kick. Does it still do that for all of you guys? Do you still, when you drink coffee, get that kick, or do you think it's, or, or has it gone for you, or do you think that it's now more of a mental thing than anything else? Anybody? I still get the kick if I drink enough. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, it's generally much more than a single cup, but yeah. What about you, Chris? Do you still, when you drink your coffee in, in the mornings, do you still feel like that sets you up for the day? Oh, definitely. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, I notice if I don't have it, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, the, the first cup and a half, two cups, you know, you get a little bit of a jolt. Um, and then unless I drink, you know, a really large amount, five or six cups, um, that's when I start to feel over-caffeinated. But otherwise, it's just the first cup and a half where I really feel that... Uh, the day is getting off to the right start. Are those five cups back to back? Yeah, and probably, you know, within a, <laughs> say, eight to 12, something like that. Um, you definitely have those days where you drink a little more than you need to, and uh, I definitely feel that. I'm probably like Patrick, where I do get affected by, by my caffeine more than a lot of people do, so um, I have to be careful, definitely in the afternoon. I just imagine you sort of standing at the kitchen counter with five cups of coffee boom, lined boom, up. Boom, boom, Yeah, just slamming it back. <laughs> No. <laughs> what about you, Sean? Do when you drink your coffee, does it set you up for the day's writing ahead? Uh, I, I think so. I mean, I definitely know if I uh, don't have a cup of coffee, it, it kicks in a couple hours later that I didn't, and uh, the re- the day's kind of shot from there. Um, but I, th- I think more than the caffeine, it's you know for me, it's just sitting down and kind of being quiet for a little bit with the coffee, and it just help. It's it's you know it's just part of that routine in the morning of like. I'm still a little groggy from waking up. This is a chance to just kind of be quiet, let my mind rest, kind of settle, prepare for the day, things like that. And so I think the caffeine is as helpful as the the quiet time that accompanies the drinking of the coffee for me. Where do you so get, it's, it's both. 
Where do you get your beans from, Sean? Costco. Okay. So there's you're a, like me. I, well, I am. Well, it, there's a there's actually a local roastery here called the Roastery, and they uh, they uh, sell beans at our local Costco. So I actually get them uh, pretty inexpensively there. Though I'm I'm on the verge of getting a a popcorn popper and start air roasting. Mm. So, yeah, they're not, so they're not like um, Costco own brand beans. They're, you're buying them from Costco, but they're coming from somewhere better. Correct, but even Costco brand, the Kirkland brand, is actually pretty good. Yeah, um, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that. Um, you know, and and for the, I mean, there's a there's a balance between because I go through about three quarters of a pound a week, and if you're buying really good coffee, that can cost you twenty twenty five bucks a week, and I just it's. Uh, if if you never go over the edge to where you you know ignorance is bliss right and so as long as I'm sticking with the stuff like the Costco brand even and, and then the roastery brand I can get a pound or the three pounds for like fifteen dollars and that's a that's a really really good deal and the coffee is actually uh, is very good actually well and the other thing I was going to say about the about the Costco brand is that we. Uh, because we buy according to roast, i.e., we're dark roast people. Um, the every so often Costco switches out what that they generally carry in their own brand. They'll carry a dark roast, a medium roast, and a light roast, or sometimes there'll be two medium roasts. But almost always, will there will be a dark roast there? But. Uh, th- where they source the beans for that dark roast can change on a fairly consistent basis. I find it changes about once every couple of months. Um, so one time you'll walk in and the dark roast will be Guatemalan. Uh, and then the next time you'll walk in and the dark roast will be uh, Kenyan. Or something like that. You, you, but where they where they source the beans from um, can change, and so uh, that you know, for for simple drinkers such as we, um, my wife and I, uh, it provides variety. You know, so it's not just like you know, oh yeah, we're just always going to get Folgers and da da da. You know that we that we do appreciate some variety even in our standard drip roast. And I bet you anything that if we were to step up our 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 our, our brewing game, that we would appreciate that variety even more. Sean mentioned um, a popcorn popper to to sort of to roast your own beans, and and mm-hmm. I must say that. Uh, Pat, you've got to put in um, a, Randy Murray's been doing loads of great coffee posts this week on his blog, and he showed a video of how he pops his his beans using a popcorn popper, how he roasts them, and I thought that was really cool. Um, so I thought it might be worth something showing just to show like sort of why something like a popcorn popper could help you in roasting your beans. It just when I read it originally, I was like, surely I'm reading this wrong. Mm. Yeah, like I've got one of those popcorn poppers, and I'm I'm waiting to find some good beans to give it a try because it seems like uh, another way to uh, just have that finer control over over the end cup. So where do you? I can help you with beans? that. Oh, oh, go for it. <laughs> I mean, I was talking to Chris. Yeah, yeah, he go wants for to it. find beans. I can help. Oh, publicly? Okay. Mm. Um, so <laughs> you can get 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that wasn't my kid. Does this have to be in no. private? Or? <laughs> no, I just heard a child talk and it made me laugh. Oh. Take it easy, Mike. Um, <laughs> so I get my beans from three places typically. Um, whenever I, you can get them at sweetmarias.com, which is sort of the de facto coffee nerd equipment website where you can buy roasters and brewers and all sorts of other crap. Um, and they, they sell um, unroasted coffee. It's kind of expensive there. It's actually quite a bit more expensive than most places, but you can get it. Um, there's another place which I'm going to stop using because they're kind of lame, but it's called the Green Coffee Buying Club. In fact, don't bother. Don't go there. Um, the <laughs> place is called uh, Coffee Shrub, which um, they sell the – only, the only downside to Coffee Shrub is they sell beans in like really large quantities. So I had a the smallest the, the smallest uh, increment you can order from them is thirty pounds. So I just had a thirty pound box of coffee show up in my house yesterday. Um, so if you can find somebody you know in your area who's willing to like go halvesies or maybe tensies, so you don't have a buttload of coffee, you can do that. But um, it's actually really really inexpensive from there and from most places if you buy green coffee. To put well, and green coffee. As I say, green coffee. By the time it, when it's green like that, it's it's dormant and it'll last forever, mm-hmm. uh, or at least a couple um, of years. It's it stays fresh for uh, the shelf life for green coffee. That's if you vacuum seal it. I'm not I'm not super anal about this. I just let it sit there. But um, you can get away with about a year. I'm told. And so thirty pounds in a year. But, that's pretty good. Well, I'm giving. I, I split it three ways with uh, a doctor friend of mine and my brother. So I have ten pounds, which I'll go through in about three and a half four months. Wow, so thirty but I, pounds that would have got, lasted a long time. Yeah, well, you don't you don't yield an even pound for a pound of green coffee. Once you roast it, it gets lighter, so you'll probably get about maybe seventy or eighty percent yield on that. Okay. So it'll work out to less than ten pounds, but yeah. Good stuff. Boom. Brett, how do you? Oh, I guess this is next episode. Yeah, oh, I, I want to know how you roast it. Let's use that as a tease. How about panel? You? When we come back next week, <laughs> and then you will find out. All will I will be leave revealed. Sean to, to stew on this for an entire week. <laughs> I haven't. I have. There's this new website that's called If This Then That. You know. Oh sure you yeah, that's it. yeah. It's a great, great, interesting site. Yeah, go ahead. And so I set up an alert so that whenever there's a because I'm I'm on the lookout for a good old air popper popcorn popper. To, mm. to start air roasting the coffee beans with. And so I set up an alert for Craigslist here in Kansas City that when a, when someone adds to the popcorn popper search results, then I get an email. So I'm on nice. the lookout. That's a service that I, nice. I, it's in my brain to go and look at, but I have not yet checked it out. But it just seems popper, like really it, it seems like it could be more powerful than, than I could quite consume. Like I just, hmm. I just feel like it's one of the things you could probably sit in it for hours. Yeah, I, someone I saw someone earlier today described online as uh, Yahoo pipes for normal people. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. I thought was a very apt description. Great. So uh, we've completely gotten off topic here. Yeah, I, I think that we may nearly wrap up this episode unless anybody has anything that they would like to share. Well, I never got to the tea thing, and I, I wanted to. Because I wanted to at least feel like, you know, I, I had some level of confidence at something uh, with this group. Well, then please uh, go ahead. <laughs> please go well, ahead. So, so he, here's the interesting thing about about 
key for us, and that is that Bethany spent a good two and a half years uh, in Southeast Asia. Uh, she lived in Taiwan uh, and uh, taught English as a second language there. But Taiwanese work visas are next to impossible to get for foreigners. And so the way that they handle that is uh, they allow foreigners to come in on six-week tourist visas and they, and they schedule their ESL classes for six weeks with two-week break, breaks in between. So that... You come for six weeks, you teach, they pay you in cash under the table. No one knows the better. Well, everyone knows, but you know, everyone turns a blind eye. And then you get to leave and travel all around Southeast Asia for a couple of weeks and then come back for another six-week stint. And so she did this for like two and a half years. And because of that, uh, we still to this day have a huge basket in our pantry full of wonderful native Chinese, Japanese, you know, Thai, I mean, you name it, we've got teas from, you know, that country. Um, loose leaf, everything from green to oolongs to rubios to, uh, uh, you know, to black, I mean, you name it. And uh, so, uh, I often will brew, take the time in the evening to brew, say, you know, just pretty much pick it one at random that I've never had before and, and brew it. Um, and it's, it's just always simply fantastic um, because some of the stuff you're getting from real rural tea growing areas that, you know, she happened to go and visit just as a tourist. So, so there you go. Yeah, how long yeah, is tea so good for? Tea, well, and and this was years and years and years ago. So I'm sure you know some of it by now might be past its prime, but brews up just fine. I don't necessarily notice. Uh, you know, it tastes great. Um, uh, you know, I, so I guess the the answer to the question is I don't know, but this stuff is pretty old. <laughs> Word. <laughs> and I've not lost lost any brain cells yet. Uh, nope, nope. Uh, well, uh, uh, at least not. Not be hasty. Well, it's, it's not the tea. Trust me, it's not the tea. <laughs> well, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us on this episode, and I hope that you'll stick around for a few days until we can come to the next one. Yeah, I'll be here. Um, so there you go, Pat. If you want to sign us off. Yeah. Well. I guess that means we'll talk later. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I snuck in the British cheers at the end. It was Fantastic. nice. I picked it up. <laughs> <laughs>